Good shit. There it is. Boom! Oh. That's it, boy. Whoa, yo, you've been trained nicely. Nice and easy, the boys, Mike. Yes! Mike, two fingers, please. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's We took good. Sorry. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie A audio experience with IFTV. It has been a long time. I don't know if we even did... This we went this entire season having all five of us at the desk at the same time. But welcome back, Dad. It's nice to be here. What happened with you? It's been a long <laughs> summer. Very, very long summer at work. And then, of course, you, you know what happened to, to Grandpa. And my father died. And, you know, so we were in and out of the hospital. And uh, so hopefully in the next uh, week or so, we can get back to normal. Anto, yeah. the people thought that we kicked him out. They thought you chased him down. Well, <laughs> can you confirm? I that was this close <laughs> to kick him out, but then I felt sorry for him. And then I said, you know what? He's a keeper. Gaetano's a hot commodity. Yeah, He's wandered everywhere, you're, so it's hard to take his time. You're not in charge. I am in charge. <laughs> we can't afford this guy's day rate over here. That's yeah. why we can it's only bring expensive. him on on the, the important yeah. times. Gaetano felt bad for him. I said, you know, keep the kid. Listen, Dad, I got to ask you. We'll start off with, with this. Juventus and Inter. They're getting back into into their ways. You know, maybe Juventus is a little premature. They've only won two games, uh, but it's against Torino. It's against Empoli, but it feels like on the horizon, they've got Chiesa and Pogba back. Inter, even though Lautaro Martinez said that they're out of the Scudetto race already, Inter seem to have things rolling. Do you think both of them will still compete with the rest of the Serie A? Of course. Uh, in the long run, those uh, the big teams, they, they find a way. They're going to find a way to get back to the winning and they win five, six games in a row, and they're going to be on the top four again. And you see, yeah, Udinese started very well. Atalanta started very well. But uh, what happened to Udinese, you know? And so uh, what happened to Atalanta? You, in the long run, the big teams will come through. Pete, what do you mm. think? Your boy Lautaro, is this a little uh, Mourinho mind games from him? Well, listen, I think also it's a result of how Inter has been playing. You're not going to win the Scudetto giving up this many goals. So I think this is a problem that Inter still has to fix. So I think Lautaro is being very realistic. I think Inter will be there, but they have to start putting in the performances that we have seen in the recent games. I have to say we, we've seen a, a change, um, but defensively we have to do better. So yeah, I agree. If we're going to let in three goals a game the way that we've been doing, it's not happening. You want me to say something different? <laughs> I'm just, I'm waiting for the, the ticking time bomb. I, I wasn't there. given the permission to talk, so that's why, uh, can I talk? I, I thought you were the boss. All right, listen. <laughs> you want to know my opinion? Yeah, I think it's, it's good to have a dollar and a dream like you guys have it. <laughs> okay. All right, I think I am going to make a prediction right now. Okay, give me There the is prediction. one or two of the big four that we, we, we always choose. They're going to be out. It when you say Inter? when you say top four, you mean you mean the, the four? Or the usual four. Inter, Juve, Milan, and who's the fourth one are you considering? Well, Napoli. Napoli, not Roma. Oh. Not Roma, no. Okay. One of the top four is gonna be out. Okay? And it's gonna be the place is gonna be taken either by Udinese, Lazio, uh, and maybe Roma. No, maybe Udinese or Lazio. Roma, I don't think they have the team. Mm. But uh, I have to I have to I have to be honest with you, and one of them could be Juventus. 
What do you think about Juventus? More Juventus and, and, than Inter. A lot of maybes and I like ifs to see both out. Don't get me wrong. Maybe. I like to see them both out. But uh, you guys to have the, actually the, the pretension that you can still fight for the campionato? I don't think so. All right. How about we say it like this? So many teams have been impressive this year, but you're the reigning champions. Milan are the reigning champions. Who gives you the biggest fear in terms of taking that throne away from you? As you guys know, no one brings you closer to Serie A than one football. They are back with more digital video moments. But this week, it's not just from the last round of Serie A. We are going back to the days, a, the great days of Serie A. A blast from the past, right, Marco? It's true. There we go. And we got amazing stuff. We love Calcio now, but Calcio back then, we're going to get a little nostalgic for the people that watched it. So it's going to be some incredible... Uh, digital video moments for players like we got Montella, Careca, Signori, Vieri, Crespo, Van Basten. And the I greatest I, striker. I don't go crazy for Van Basten right now. But I yeah, would not top, know how to. How to he would he would get very mad if he got anyone but a Milan player. Exactly. But this is your chance, guys. The link is in the top of the description today. If you're watching this Tuesday, October 25th. They are now available. Greatest strikers of Serie A. See who you get. Link is at the top of the description. Check Thank you for One Football for sponsoring our podcast. And now let's go back to the show. I have to be honest with you. Uh, Napoli, yes, right now. But I don't see Inter as a threat. I don't see Juventus as a threat. I don't see Atalanta as a threat. I don't see any other team so far now. But I have hope that Napoli at some point, they're going to slip up. Hmm. They're gonna slip up. They uh, they they cannot really sustain this kind of a, uh, you know, winning and uh, they're gonna slip up. I mean, uh, one or two injuries like AC Milan has been having. Not that I wish them bad. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather see Napoli winning, but uh, they they're not gonna sustain uh, the, this winning streak. So I see them. They're gonna come down and win retake retake the lead of uh, of the campionato, because uh, we have been proven that even without major uh, missing, you know, uh, checker. Uh, pieces we still uh, can compete we can compete on the Serie A in, the, in Champions League we've been penalized I'm not going to be here crying and complaining but we're still on we're still running and I think we're going to go not far 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 but with, uh, I can see AC Milan going through the quarter we'll uh, we'll talk about Champions League after I guess we'll, we'll start with your Milan why don't we start with your Milan you mm -hmm. won 4-1 Right, it was 4-1 against Monza. Yeah. Is that what it ended? Yeah. Brahim Diaz getting two goals. I will give you credit because you're going through a tough moment with like lots of players injured. Maignan, again, pulled up with a new injury. But you're still being able to, to win games. You're happy with the team? Yeah, absolutely. And we're not running a full eight-cylinder. We're just running up on four. So we need a, we need to change a little bit of fuel and the carburation. We need to inject a little bit more air into the, the engine. And with the hair, the, you see that all A cylinder, they're going to start to... Uh, boom, 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 boom. AC? Yeah, AC. Yeah, okay. A cylinder, AC. You get that? Okay, you got it. You know, I give you a lot of credit. You pick up the the, the joke. But anyway, we are there. We're not going to leave. Okay? So it's the burden is on you guys. And we're playing relaxed. We don't feel any pressure. We're coming from behind. We are outside looking in. The biggest thing that I learned from the Milan game, I think, after a great comfortable win, I'd say for the most part, is I think Brahim cemented himself instead of CDK in that starting lineup where, where a lot of people expected CDK to be starting, but it seems like the fire under Brahim that ignited him for having someone like him fight for a position really excelled him to play as a better player. And he's he's been very good ever since 
almost since the beginning of the season, I, I'd say for the most part. So, uh, Anto, I just want to say, are you surprised at all with that, or did no, you because expect something no, else? No, because what this is what Maldini has created. Maldini has mm. created a squad that is competing for the starting position all the time. Not only Maldini, not, not only the CDK is fighting with Brian Diaz. Everybody's fighting. Now we have Chow, which is Tiao with the T. You pronounce Chow. He's going to be another one that is going to be helping AC Milan on defense. Kajer hmm. or Kajer, whatever you want to call him, it's on and off because uh, the age is catching up with him. We have Calabria out, but nevertheless, we can use Somori, we can use Kalulu. We have a lot of options over there. Before, we didn't have this kind of luxury. And we got all of these extra top-of-the-line players because we discovered them from the youths and we bought them from uh, from the flea market at a very cheap price. So was De Catalare overhyped? No, not yet. It, it no, was not cheap. Yeah, the Catalan is not uh, overhyped. What do you think he's overhyped? Anyone over no, here? No, it's not. So the kid, I mean, he's a, he's a young kid. He's, big, he's playing in a big stage. I think he's a little bit timid. Maybe he's mm. a little bit shy. And he came in. And, of course, when you play in the big stage, a lot. Of, it's uh, you, You're expected to do a lot. Mm. And maybe it was uh, when he was playing... It, in um, in his previous team, it was a little bit more relaxed and there was no pressure. And now, if you don't perform and you don't do the things that you that people expect you to do, when you miss a goal, like Mbappe misses a goal, okay, all right, he missed a goal, but he missed the good one. Yeah, he, that he was Sunday. A, I think so, an, an empty net. net. Yeah. Empty so net now it. all of a sudden, oh, this kid, this kid. I mean, everybody can miss the goal. But it's but, also because the rest of his season, he hasn't done anything right. so far this so season. He, but he's got the pressure because he came in with certain expectation. So I think uh, well. when I saw the first couple of games that he played, mm -hmm. I mean, I saw him seeing things that I didn't see. You know, his he, vision. His vision, and he made certain passes. I said, oh, my God, you know, this kid is really... But then when you start um, and you're missing something and the pressure comes a little bit uh, on you, yeah, is um, you have to be a, a little bit concerned, but it's going to come out of it. I saw He's a young. video of him missing that chance. They had an angle, the Italian channels had an angle of him, and they just followed him afterwards. His head was complete. He just walked off to the side. He, he put his hands on his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After the game, he walked straight into the tunnel when everyone was celebrating the win. The pressure is it's yeah. on. Yeah, he's definitely feeling the pressure. I think the the thing is there was a, a lot of hype ab about this transfer to Milan because it took a very long time for him to get there, if you remember. Like, actually, from when it was pretty much the start of the, the summer to then all the way at the end where Milan were finally able to capitalize and, 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 and buy him outright because there was a change of ownership and, and, and so on. But I think you have to be able to give him the opportunity to make the mistakes we have already two players that play within Milan. Uh, we'll highlight Tonali, who had an average, maybe below average, first year, and then was able to take the reign of the Milan uh, midfield last year, and then obviously this year continue to do so. So, uh, and and um, I'm sorry, Tonali was already coming from within a Serie A, mm. within Brescia, knowing the league. So for a lot of these players coming from different leagues, there's a lot to to learn of of the Italian league and Serie A. And it's not to say that one league is better than the other. It's just a different style and a different approach to the game. Obviously, when you play in Milan, there's high expectations. You know, you're supposed to do everything perfect or you're going to hear it. 
you know, it's just the reality of, of the team that you play mm. in. So when one thing goes wrong it, and the second thing goes wrong, it kind of creates that domino effect. And I agree with Gaetano. When you first watched him play, I mean, he didn't have that stress or maybe that pressure on him. And he was amazing. I think the passes, you can definitely see he has a lot of skill. And I think for Milan, and I think Pioli is the right man to be able to say, don't worry. You know, you have the, the time on your hand to make something out of yourself. And then obviously, Abraham Diaz, the performance that he put up versus Monza. I mean, the second goal was was a was a beauty um, to be able to turn so quick and hit that ball like that. You know, you can't take away his position on the on the starting 11. Let right me just now. say something, okay, to finish up with this J CDK. The kid has got talent, obviously, because Simulan will not really go all the way out to just uh, fight to get the kids because it was a, a long, you know, negotiation with uh, with his uh, former team. But he's surrounded with the right people. The people that he surrounded, Pioli and company, they surrounded this kid here. They're going to put him on the position to excel. So all of this expectation is actually better. It's in the long run, it's going to benefit the kids because right now he's trying to find his niche on the field. It's a position that is very, very critical where a lot of people, they move left and right. You see Leao. Leao before, he used to just lurching on the left-hand side. Right now, you see Leao on the center, you see on the middle. Teo Hernandez, it was, it's a left, it's a left center, you know, full right, back. full back, full back. Now you see that it's, it's, it's moving to the center. I see a lot of moving parts on AC Milan that they do not give reference to anybody. And this kid here is going to find the perfect niche to put everybody to shame. And I will give it to you starting for tomorrow. <laughs> starting tomorrow in my score. What's happening? Tomorrow, right, let me ask you a tomorrow is going to be the first I've never seen Theo in the center. You're not watching TV. It doesn't start on the center, but from time uh, to time. Let me ask you a question. The center so of the does field. every player though every player moves around let me Naturally. ask you a question <laughs> what's true. his position who the catalare we're talking about it's a, a playmaker it's a, in a, in a mezza, mezzala mezza punta it's just behind the the, 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 the no no it's not it's a number 10 yes that's his position yeah, it's the quarter it's no? what's yeah. his position yeah right behind the striker okay but i've seen him play as a center forward he did with play as a false nine with, with, his, with his back to the goal which he didn't do too good there he oh, well, it was it was assigned uh, a position, but uh, it's, not, so it's not what, his job. So what's huh? it's not it's not his job. It's that's not his position. And it's not your he position. Put him there? Well, because he had a no Giroud. You know where I think he could he play had though. No Giroud that day. I th I think he could honestly play as he a, he as a in a three man midfield as the more attacking midfield with mm. less um, responsibility going uh, going back. Like uh, that that's where I see him. As you know, Tonali and Benesser, they're really good in the defensive side. I think he could maybe drop back another 10 meters and then four, in a 4 three, occupy four, three, three. in the 4 3 3. In the 4 3 3, yeah. And, That's and very play in the 4 3 3, you have. No, Ray. but you always, everyone has players like that, like yeah, a De Bruyne. Yeah. You know where De Bruyne plays? That's where I kind of see him fitting in. De Bruyne doesn't always just stay in that attacking midfield position. No, he does like, like a Metzat, like a Tuto Campista all over the pitch. Yeah. I think he can get there. I agree with you. We, he sees the vision, and I think that we'll, everyone's judging very quickly now because yeah. of the price tag, okay. but, but eventually four, he'll three, get there. Three is, is one of the three. One of the three. So the center forward is already taken. Leao is One of the three taken. in the midfield. The oh, the yeah. four, three it's behind in the midfield? Yeah. yeah, it's next to Tonali and, uh, and Benacer. Benacer. Yeah. 
Uh, or Krunic, whichever yeah, he uses. Yeah, I think it would be, um, I don't know if he can defend that well. On the 4-3-3, three, three, the three in the middle, you got to be able to defend well. He's not physical I, I would see him on the 4-2-3-1 on the three. Yeah, That's where right he plays behind. right now. That's so what he plays yeah. now. Yeah, that right I would see, you know, Leao one side, uh, Messi or whoever on the other side, and him in the middle. And he's next to the center forward so that he can... Well, that's where he's been. Let's move on. Let's go to... Uh, what team we want to go to next? Inter, you want to do? Go. Take over, Mike. Yeah. Okay. I guess we got to talk... This is an interesting game, too. I think this... <laughs> honestly, <laughs> the game of the... Why, why are you saying that? This interesting game? I think this was the best game of the weekend. Yeah. This was incredible. It had everything... Uh, was it? Controversy, you mean? Controversy. Oh, no, just in general, it was fun. It was back and forth. There was a lot of goals. Good stuff nothing. that expect uh, didn't hap- uh, expected to happen. Didn't think was going to happen. There was penalties. Uh, I think it was great. And Inter ended up winning it at the end at the Franchi. 4-3 from a Venuti. No, well, Venuti mistake mm-hmm. and it hits in. And um, they ended up winning it. When, and I thought, for the most part, this... This game was a little difficult just because I feel like Fiorentina deserved more than they got. Oh, they, they 100% were, deserved they were, more. They were, I think they were very unlucky to escape with a defeat. They expected at least a draw. They played very well, and they weren't scared at all. They were pressing even when it was tied to go for a win. And, you know, that's just, uh, at the end of the day, that's how the sport is. But just for the spectacle of Serie A, if you saw this as a neutral or someone that doesn't watch Serie A and seen this, like, wow, this is incredible. Fiorentina is not, exp- uh, you don't think Fiorentina is like, you know, a top uh, four team or whatever. But seeing this, I was like, this is a great showing for the league overall. Um, Before pe- we get into the controversy, though, because I don't want anyone to skip there yet, yeah, let's talk about the style. Because yeah, I, I, I think one thing I want to say, bef- bef- besides the penalty, non-penalty, whatever mm-hmm. that is, I like the attitude of Fiorentina, especially coming out in the second half, that they wanted to go for it and they wanted to attack. The penalty gave them good motivation, and I feel like they needed to just believe in themselves a little bit more. And that's what we saw when they came back from 2-0 down. Because when you go down to Inter 2-0, for a lot of teams, the game is over. I like the courage from the the 11 on the pitch that believed in Italiano's style to at least go for it. We know they've struggled with goals. That's been the thing that's hurt them the most. Their center forwards are not scoring. And I think from the positive side of things, the attitude, and then also Cabral and Jovic, who Jovic scored a great goal, both getting on the score sheet is one of the positives from Fiorentina to take away. But yeah, take the Inter side, uh, Pete. Well, I mean, the first 15 minutes, uh, Inter put in a great performance. Obviously, when you're able to score two goals in the way that they did it. 15 uh, minutes. Yeah, you you take your hat off. I mean, Lautaro looked absolutely uh, possessed. It Uh was an unbelievable uh, goal that he scored. Um, He really made who Martinez Cuarto is also an Argentina international uh, look really, really bad. So it's, it's one of those things that Lautaro is... I know a lot of people claim him to be streaky, and it is true that like when he's off, he's off, and when he's on, he's really on, and he can score a bunch of goals real quick. But he is a catalyst for this Inter team, and we need him to always be uh, able to to score goals. And then Barella, I think, similar to Lautaro, uh, when it's so important for him to be uh, a man of the match or, or give that performance week in and week out because the team works in a whole different way when he is on the money. Um, and like I said, those two guys end up scoring the goal. And, uh, you know, Inter looked like they were in a very good position in a very tough and hostile environment, right, mm-hmm. at the uh, Franchi in, in Firenze. So 
you know, the game started great, but I think also uh, if we look at Inter, this is a, a little bit of a tale of how this season has uh, played out where, you know, at times we can play really good football and then at times we, t- we kind of turn off. And, um, you know, there was, aside from the controversies, I think Fiorentina played an amazing game. Um, They kept to what is, uh, you know, Italiano style of football. High press, uh, very physical match. And I think both sides, you saw there was like a real battle on the field. And then Fiorentina also had a touch of brilliance. I mean, uh, aside from the the penalty goal, Icone's goal was was really, really good. Acerbi way too slow to close down um you know and and inter cannot find themselves tied versus a fiorentina 2-2 after being up two nothing in, in 15 minutes so that's the only thing that i was very very upset about is the the fashion in which we did not we were not able to close this game and so going back to lautaro's point you're not going to win a scudetto if you can't defend and maintain a lead um and then obviously you know the I don't know. You want to get into the controversy? What Anyone do you want have anything else? Football, football side. Yeah, yeah. Football side. Do you have anything about Fiorentina or Inter? Um, no, I, I'll uh, wait for the controversy. I think the right <laughs> score would have been three-three. Uh, that would have been the right score. I think Fiorentina was a little bit unlucky to uh, yeah. to lose this game. Okay, first one. The penalty kick for Fiorentina. Di Marco comes in with this high karate chop and uh, completely hits Bonaventura yeah. in the top of the knee. Penalty kick is given. Di Marco is not given not even a yellow card. Red card, guys. Yeah. Easy. That's Easy. a solid, solid, solid red card. That's a red card. Solid. You got a red really card. Didn't I almost walked out of the studio? Me and Mike, <laughs> we were watching the game. I said, this is disgusting. Hold on. Peter is going to... What no, are you going to say? The only thing I want to say is... Uh-oh. The foul, definitely red card offense. But how many times do we see a foul after the fact? And then they don't call a penalty because the guy got a shot off. Now, I'm not saying I like it, but we see it time in and time out that somebody goes to take a shot, gets pushed or gets kicked after the fact that he took the shot, and there's nothing. I think the fact that it was such a bad foul that he was not able to walk away with it, and I am really surprised that if you're going to call the penalty, it's a red card because it's it's dangerous play. It's, it's, it's brutal. If you were the referee, what would you have given? You have to give a red at that point if you give the penalty. The fact that he checked the VAR, that he went and yeah. checked, and he gave the penalty, and he didn't think yeah, to know, even exactly. give a yellow card was, a weird thing. was the most shocking thing. That was a weird thing about um, you We've had it confirmed it? by also referees that say same thing. There's no double jeopardy. Because this was something that kept going around uh-huh. was that there's double jeopardy, which you hear oftentimes um, with uh, with goalkeepers, right? That they don't want to penalize, give a red Too card. Much. In this case, because of how foul it was, how much of a foul it was, yeah. it should have been a red I, card. I, I agree. I agree with that because I think a penalty and a red card is it's too, too much. much yeah. But on this case, you could have broke the guy's leg. Yeah. The way went in, this is really dangerous. That's a red card. Gatano, let me remind you of what Anything happened different? just recently. On AC Milan, Chelsea. <laughs> this guy was raising back. AC Milan, Chelsea. Tomori. Technically, Tomori. He he pulled a little bit the jersey of this well, guy. Well, that one they say because last second, man. One second, let me finish. But. He pulled the jersey a little bit more. Then he raised his hands. The guy went went through. He took the shot. He didn't score. No. Penalty. A 
said that, Carl. Yeah, no, I, that, I don't know. Situation. That I don't no, know. no, no, no. Different situation. It's a different goal scoring opportunity and last man. But we agreed. We all said here that that should not have been a red card for Tomori. So keep them separate. We, we already. Uh, so this one, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Inter should have been with ten men for sure, against Fiorentina. For sure. That was way too dangerous. The two zero mark. Now the one that's uh gets interpreted a little different, and we've already sent in our group chat, and I know we're going to disagree on this one. The penalty kick for Inter, where Lautaro Martinez is sent a great ball. He pushes the ball to the left. There's a talk if Terracciano touches the ball he did. to make the save. The referee thinks it's all sides, goes and checks. He calls it a penalty kick for Inter, and they end up scoring uh, this goal. Now, I watched the replay. I sent you guys a really good angle of it. For me, for me, Terracciano touches it but he touches it very slightly with his fingertips that for me doesn't do enough to change the direction of the ball in any significant way. And I was okay with that being given a penalty because I didn't think Terechano touched the ball enough. Where is it written down that you have to touch the percentage of the finger or the hands that has to be on the ball? You, you need touch... to make a significant deflection of the ball. Where does he say that? I mean, Where does he I say that? I think it's first, whatever Where touches does he say first. That? I don't sure think it's part of the rules. It needs to be a significant touch. I don't. I think he touched not sure. with just one finger. He touched with the three or four fingers. He, was, he changed the slide... You can laugh as much as you want. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm laughing at how you said it. I wanted to he see you. With three or four fingers. I wanted to see you. I wanted to see you when the time is going to come that is going to be against you, funny. that you're going to be bitching and moaning. This is two <laughs> presents that you've been given two that you didn't deserve. What about the third one? Okay? Anyway. So that was not a penalty. That was not a penalty, hands down. You might want to interpret as much as whether the ball changed this much direction or that much. That's besides the fact that Achano, he had to make a save. He went out, he touched the ball. That's what counts. That was not a penalty. By the way, most professional referees agree that it was not, that that it was a penalty. Then most no. professional referees say Terracciano's touch on the ball was not significant enough to cause any deflection and to make the save. What do you say, Pete? I've, I was always taught, taught that if the goalkeeper touches the ball, gets the ball first, then it's not a penalty. Which he did. That's what, yeah, exactly. So that's, I was so surprised that they actually called the penalty because that's how I interpreted the rule. I did not know that it, within the rule book, it's a matter of changing a direction or or did he, because that leaves a lot of fingers? gray space. Yeah, that's the thing with that. With that kind of call. And especially when it's a bang, bang play, the goalkeeper coming out like that, it's, you know, it's it's really the only time within the soccer game that you're allowed to go out like that. Because if you think of anything else, like a defender that goes in to make a tackle and slides through somebody, it's almost always going to be a penalty or almost always going to be a foul with the intent of how fast the goalkeeper goes out and, and uh, you know, goes for the ball. So I think it's, it's very weird that you're going to say, did it change direction? Yeah. Did this happen? Did that happen? I've always seen it as goalie touched the ball first. He gets the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, if if professional referees are seeing it a different way, and obviously we heard the different uh, people discuss it and explain the reason why, you know, because Lautaro touched the ball in that direction and He's he would have the goal. advantage, yeah, to mm. be able to Not score the goal. goal. And even if you slightly touch it, you still go through him because he would have been able to still receive get that ball after the fact mm. what do you say well the the, the part about uh, and I, I i'm surprised why nobody asked the part about can he go get the ball again mm -hmm. 
that I'm a little bit surprised because if I am inside the area, but I, I am, this is the area, I am on the edge. Let's say I'm right here. Let's say I'm right here. Yeah. You gotta pick it up. Alright, so let's say that I'm right here with the ball. Talking on my. And this is the defender. Thanks, Pete. This is the I, I'm right here and this is the defender. I'm going away. I'm going almost out of the box and I trip him. It's a oh. it's a penalty. I have no chance of scoring a goal there, but it's still a penalty. I kick the guy and it's a penalty. So anyway, to make it to me, to make it simpler, because there's so many interpretations that this referee interprets this way, the other interprets this way. You got to make it simple. To me, if you go out as a, a goalkeeper and you get the man first, it's a penalty. If you get the ball, it's not a penalty. Make it as simple as yeah. that. Gaetano, I think I agree, it. I agree with you 100%. There's too much, yeah. there's too much for interpretation. It should just be yeah. black and white. And if, that's I'm, it. if I'm not going out and I get your legs, yeah. if I go out and yeah. I get the ball yeah. if, and then I get your legs, not well, penalty. It's not a penalty yeah, because I penalty, went for exactly. the ball. I mean, it, where am I going to go after should, that? It shouldn't matter if you have two fingers or one finger or finger. Well, I, but it, it does matter because but, then if you're inside, know, but it's going to be so much harder. One second, for but, it, but it does matter that. because if you're inside of the box, on like fouls, right? When you're touching his shirt, when we start doing this, then when he's touching his shirt, then it's always a. If you want to do black and white, then every time somebody touches a shirt, then you have a hundred penalties a game. What? That's the problem with doing it black and white. Yeah. For me, when you see it again, and I send you guys a very good one. The guy gets it with his fingernails. I mean, I get, I, the, the big thing is comparing this one to the one in the Roma game. But you watch Roy Patricio. Roy Patricio hits the ball completely. He completely, without a doubt, changes where that ball is going. So that one should not be a penalty. You want my take? I'll tell you what. I agree with him almost 100%. The only thing that Gatano is missing is this fact that Lautaro's momentum will never allow him to finish up, even, God forbid, uh, um, uh, the, the Terracciano didn't touch the ball. His momentum was too far. He went on top of the goalkeeper to the point that he couldn't even walk anymore. He had to actually flip off the goalkeeper. You know what we'll do? Lautaro's momentum will have never allowed him to score if uh, if he didn't touch the ball. If, uh, if uh, what's his name, uh, the goalkeeper didn't touch the ball. No way. So this is what we'll do. Let's take a, we'll take a pause and let's watch it again. Gaetano is right. It's fine. <laughs> you can you take as it? many momentos, uh, uh, momentum as you want. He's right and I'm right. Oh, okay, God. that's why he's right, because I'm right. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again for myself. Look, his, look at the momentum of Lautaro. He can never, right, even, if he touch, even if Terracciano that is, that is doesn't touch the ball, will, he can never score. I will double down so on this what? right Make now. Move. Watch That's this. a still okay. picture. Relax, relax. What does he touch? His, the ball... Guys, guys, this is a save. Guys, if that's a save from Terracciano, what world are we living in? It doesn't have to be a save. Yes, it's a it touch. does. He needs to get a significant ball. touch on the ball. He touched the ball. He doesn't. He, he, he doesn't change the ball. it at all. Yeah, maybe he doesn't touch it. He doesn't at look all. Lautaro's, look Lautaro's legs. Look Lautaro's legs. He's already it. jumping. He's no, getting no. fouled. What foul? What he foul? Got, he, he jumped. He got hit after. Look at this. He had no more Guys, momentum. That is, that is not Terracciano making a save. Gaetano, that is Terracciano Gaetano, like grazing, grazing the ball by mistake. Look Lautaro's legs already off the ground. Before he even touches. He's not getting fouled. Forget about that. It's not about that. His legs are already it's, off it's the a, ground. It's about, does Terracciano actually make a save that changes the ball? For me, he did. For me, he does not. 
But the Bulls also throw that way too, though. Exactly. You yeah. made the exactly. first touch. Marco, you are now a grown up. You see. can admit you did yep. a mistake <laughs> in <laughs> that interpretation. Guys, watch this. Watch this. Look at this one, for example. Look how much Roy Patricio <laughs> gets on that ball. Look oh, how much yeah, okay. Roy Patricio gets on that No penalty. Let me see. I think I got it here. Look at this. You see it really good here. This is. And no, look, look Lautaro's legs. Look, is not, they're already the off the ground. Do you see Without how much he gets on the ball? Yeah, For me, it's about the momentum of what actually makes a change. So that, that's how I see it. <sighs> is, is that I momentum going to make... Is the momentum that Lautaro had was good enough for him to, to finish up and, and score? Yes or not? I don't understand the question. Okay. Before Terracciano touches the ball, whether he touches it or whether he doesn't, his legs are off the ground and he's, fr and, and he's falling on the he's floor. Because he's about to get hit. He's literally about to run into Terracciano. Well, running in, it doesn't mean... You just said it. He's running into Terracciano. Yeah, but he has the advantage. He has the what ball. What advantage? He has the ball. He doesn't matter. Terracciano touched the ball before. His momentum, it will never make him score. It will never be able to put I himself disagree. in the okay. position to finish up. I disagree. Okay? To put it on the net. That's wrong and uh, you're right. Okay, <laughs> you're right. We just came back from watching it again uh, from a little break. We do once once again now that we saw this almost for me, correct call was not. Uh, it was a penalty, Mike. I think which one? <sighs> just quick, come on. We stayed too long on this. Say no. Which one is it? It's not. He he touched the ball for me, and I feel like if we leave all this, there's gonna be too much gray area. So I don't think it should be a penalty. No penalty. Penalty. No penalty. Okay, let's uh, let's take a moment now. Our Siag Wait, on two. is then our sponsor. Siag is our sponsor for this year. Mike, you got to make the coffees since Juventus won this week. This Mike so makes it our I'm, coffee. I'm against Juve all of a sudden. No, but that means everyone else won because Juve is only one that would would have lost. That's true, that's true. So okay, I want to mention the Zeko. What's Zeko? What happened with Zeko? The goal, the fourth goal. Because I think that was something that Italiano brought up, no? Oh, the foul on that one? Yeah. I mean, I think in Premier League, never a foul. In Serie A, we've seen it called oh, before. Fourth goal. Yeah. But uh, I think the reason why it wasn't maybe called to VAR was because the the play of the the refs, referee's call stand stood on that, uh, that case. For me, that's not a foul. For me, that's not a foul. It's light, but I've seen Serie A, they've, they've called it before. Yeah, That's I wouldn't give that. And again, for me, Fiorentina deserved absolutely at least, oh, yeah. at least, at least, at least a tie. A tie. And 100% DiMarco should have been sent off. So, And I want to say give credit to the Fiorentina fans because I think for the whole game, they were supporting the team and you heard the roar of the, of the stadium. So obviously it comes down to also what is on the field. And I think Fiorentina... Especially in this year, besides the Inter game, they've lost games that they should have been able to get points. So they might not look good on the on the table just now, but I think moving forward they'll be all right. So now uh, we are going to do our Siag Player of the Round. All right. Mm. So I want you each to choose a player. This mm -hmm. is sponsored by Siag, where Mike is going to make our coffee, and over our coffee, we're each going to say and give a sentence or two on why you think this player was the best player of the round. Oh, very good, Mike. Thank you, Mike. 
So who wants to who wants to start oh, off? On who yeah. is the? I'll start off with who is the best player. While you guys all think, don't pick up anybody little, from Juventus. A little salute to, <laughs> to this. Thank you, Siag. If you guys want to buy Siag coffee, the link is in the description below. And if you use code IFTV20, Marco, do you know you get twenty percent off? Oh no, I didn't know. There you go. That's there why it's go. in the link in the top description. So my Siag player of the week Cremoso. is going to Osiman because. What a player to score the winning goal for Napoli and also for his off-the-field attitude is why I'm giving it to him because he has supported his teammates every single week. He gets a chance to start. He wasn't having a great match. He missed a one-on-one. He kept his head into it. His coach believed in him to keep him into there. He made that run and the finish was off this chart. Osimen, honestly, on and off the pitch, I really love him. And even that whole front line... The fact that Raspadori's running over and giving him a hug, they've created such a good unit. So, Osiman, player of the That's week. That's a good one. Mark, Mark, I, I actually had Osiman too, but good thing I wrote someone else down just in case. Oh, you, you wrote it down? That. What, is, what is written uh, down? I've written down on notes. Oh, so. yeah. uh, I'm going to give, notes? I'm gonna give it to uh, Lautaro. He got a, a beautiful. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. He scored a beautiful brace. And if he plays like this, Lukaku can take his time. Uh, for a rehab and stuff like that because he plays like he's possessed like our boy peter said before and uh this is what inter need if they wanna we'll talk more about this if uh they really want to compete with milan and napoli at the end so he's got to be on fire you know what we'll do since we each stole each other i started this one then it's gonna go clockwise we'll, we'll counterclockwise whatever okay. then he's gonna start first i'll be last we'll do it like that every week all right antonio you 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 100 are gonna be the one that never chooses the same as the rest of us don't so. worry about it who's your milan player origi Origi. Brian Diaz, yeah, no. Yeah. Big bullet from outside of the box that he broke the neck. The game was already. The, yeah, was was already doesn't matter. I would have scored that. It's il gesto tecnico. How do you say il gesto tecnico in English? The technical uh, gesture. Indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the technique. The technique. The technique. The timing and the precision and the left shot. The preparation. Foot nearby the ball. Boom. Bullet imprendibile. How do you say imprendibile in English? Could not savable, unsavable. Unsavable. <laughs> okay. Who's yours, Pete? Sorry. Does Pete. it have to be a player? Can it be a coach? Go for it. Sorry. Look at how Lazio is playing. Oh, oh we said a player. Oh my god. No, it's gonna be Mourinho. You're not gonna be Mourinho. Milankovic Savage. No, go for it. Go for it. Go no, for it. Look how this Lazio team is playing. <laughs> I mean, you see what it what it means to have Sari a second year. Juventus, big mistake, not keeping Sari there because this guy has lots of playing on all cylinders. The way that they go forward is unbelievable. Even without Immobile, they've still been able to find someone. And and playing with this Falso Nueva, you have so many great technical players uh, that move around, and it's it's really a joy to watch Lazio. And lastly, no goals. They don't. Uh, they don't uh, allow goals. Provadel has been amazing, uh, really good goalkeeper, and the defense with your reject Romagnoli, he's been playing amazing. So I have to give my hats off to to Sarri and Lazio. Until cool. this guy named five players for a player of the week. <laughs> you believe this? Team of the week, boy. <laughs> so, so your that, player of that. the week is uh, is Sarri. Yeah. Yes or not? <laughs> yes. I can't Faisal. follow simple rules. Yeah. What do we send these kids to college for? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I was impressed with uh, Brahim. I mean, uh, 
starting from midfield and it's a little guy and yeah pressure all the way and to take off and with the pressure in the back and the finish uh, while he was falling on the ground was just uh it was, it was unbelievable uh, yeah they are, he got speed he got technique everything and then the second goal beautiful shot on the on the corner very i i think that uh this kid he has uh he knows that there's somebody behind him breathing mm -hmm. on top of him and he's doing i think he's doing very well which goal was harder oh the first one I really think. i like the second one yeah as much as the first one was great there was something about the second one the the beauty of his turn and the finish one time that that person the first I was tougher but though that feel that I feel like he also uh, had the Monza players like running away from him on the I first goal. I feel that a lot of <laughs> players can you know can take that mm. shot, but the first one to start from midfield and yeah, to go skill. all that and then to finish it to wow. keep the momentum and to great. have all the people just pushing you and try to uh, to like stay Brian. to stay uh, mentally uh, focused on. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I think he's got the skill. He just. Uh, you know, a lot of times he was pushed off the ball uh, last year, and I think this year he's got the fire in his belly. Anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about Lazio. Good, good shout out from uh, from Pete because this Lazio side is is unbelievable. Their win against Atalanta was a dominating performance. The second half, not as much because I think both teams didn't really do much in the second half. But the first half, the football that Lazio play is some of the best, truly some of the best in Italy. Five goals conceded now in eleven rounds. That is not easy to do and they score goals for fun without Chido Immobile Philippe Anderson stepped in and he he the second goal that he scored was was brilliant Lazio on all cylinders they are amazing and I totally agree with you the first thing that came to my mind is this is what but besides just time this is what Sadi can do with time but also with a lack of pressure because when he was at these big teams when he was at Juventus when he's at Chelsea the only thing that matters there is immediate results. That's all they care about. Even when you win the Scudetto, it's not enough. It's why didn't you go further in Champions League? Why didn't we see this? Why didn't we see that? And he even admitted over the summer that he doesn't have a, a, a dream to do that anymore. It's not for him. It's not about winning titles. It's getting young players. It's seeing what he could build with that. And I really think that Sadi is one of the best at that. Yeah. Building around mm -hmm. a young core, guys that listen to him. Guys who haven't won that much necessarily, but will buy into his philosophy. This is what he can bring to a team. And good job by Lazio to bring in those players that you mentioned. Romagnoli, Casale, uh, Provedel. Who Provedel, by the way, round one, he was on the bench for Maximiliano. The only reason he got in is because Maximiliano got a red card yeah. in those first few minutes. And he has not put that spot down. Fantastic overall from Lazio. Yeah, it's a good point for the Saudi. And I got to say, he surprised me for this match. First of all, I had Atalanta winning this game. And the way the way Lazio were playing, they played good without their star player, Immobile. Seeing Philippe Anderson playing as a false nine and them playing just fantastic football overall. But I don't want to take off. I don't know if I'm taking away some credit, but Atalanta, I'm a little disappointed in them. I don't know if... It's Lazio played so good and Atalanta played horrible, so it made Lazio shine more because Atalanta couldn't even get a shot on target. They didn't show up. They looked. They couldn't make a couple that, passes. They had a, the thing is they're having such a great season. If they won this, they would have been pushing for third. You know, right up. They there. were unbeaten before and, this. 
and I just they look like a completely different team. So maybe it was a flu game from Atalanta. Like I said, I don't want to take anything away from Lazio and stuff like that. Good stuff from them. But hopefully just a hiccup because I think Atalanta, the way they've been playing, I really think they have a real chance to finish in the top four, especially like we said in the past. There's no, uh, they're not playing in Europe. But um, yeah, I want I want to see how I want to see how it goes. And if Lazio can keep this up, this is the Lazio that. This is Sadi's Lazio that we've been talking about from last season's podcast. Go check it out when we were saying he needs at least eight, nine months to adapt. This could be the this could be the Sadi football that we were talking about. So good the stuff only on them. the only thing I would add too that's different is that they're more pragmatic in my opinion. Like they're converting their chances when they get them. Efficient? They're, yeah, they're extremely mm. efficient and they're they're not they're not. In the in the final moments of the match, final couple fifteen minutes, they were okay with sitting back and with defending. They didn't have to die by their sword on. Oh no, we always got to push guys forward. No, no, no. They sat back. They absorbed. They waited for Atalanta to just constantly be sending in crosses that didn't really do much. I think the one real opportunity went to Hatebor. Uh, they didn't. They they were okay with that. And yeah. for me, that's a good sign of maturity from a team. I gotta say, I gotta. I have a different. Different take. I mean, surprise, tip my, surprise. Tip, <laughs> tip my hat. I mean, the, the, the game looks pretty, pretty fluid right now. But uh, I think it's more of the lack of Atalanta offensive, uh, offensive proveness right now because Atalanta so far has won, has won miserable games. One nothing here, two one here, one nothing. It's just uh, it's not there. Zapata is not there. Muriel is struggling by himself. Uh, uh, you know, even the last. Uh, Lukman uh, has been scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, I know. But they, they, thank God that they found this Lukman. You know, uh, but uh, you know, besides besides him, where else? Who else is scoring? The defensive kid, the the defender over there, the cup miners, yeah, cup miners had like four goals. Again, they tied with you guys. Too. Again, they're not one one. They we, tied. Yeah, you know, they tied with us, but we're yeah. uh, we're above Atalanta now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, again, <laughs> to me, to me, like I said, at some point the. They're going to starting to see that Atalanta is going to slip back a little bit, and Lazio. I'm not that convinced that they have uh, they have what it takes to uh, to uh, to what challenge. What doesn't convince uh, you? What 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 part doesn't convince you? Uh, what, about who? Atalanta. About Lazio. Lazio. Um, the the defensive it's uh, the defensive uh, scheme is the not. Defense conceded five goals. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter now. Provedel has <laughs> been doing miracles. He's been making miracles. That's the best defense you right now. You just don't like Romagnoli. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You you just named it. I didn't say a word about Romagnoli. <laughs> I think defensively, when the, the tapes they're gonna start to be analyzed, Lazio is gonna is gonna fall. Okay. Uh, they're the best defense the, in the league. Yeah, they're not gonna. So just to put this in context, AC Milan has conceded more than double the amount of goals that Lazio have conceded. That we scored a lot more too. Yeah, nine more goals. Oh no, uh, you, no, you scored one, one, one more goal. Yeah, it's oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> well, Inter's uh, allowed 17 goals, I believe. You know, so just look at that. Yeah, I mean, La- I think Lazio. The the biggest thing is that they're defensively sound, and if you want to win games, you need to ha- make sure that you have your defense playing the way that they should be. And at the same time, the fluidity of this Lazio uh, style of play is is a joy to watch. I think you have a player like Pedro, who with Barcelona has won what he what he has. And then also the that experience and the ability to find the pass, and then also have that youth uh, from Zakani, mm. who's really has a different style than Pedro, who's gonna go you know down your throat. That's gonna be able to cut in and and, and and try to make something happen with you know the intelligence of Milenkovic Savic. I do not see how a team has not been able to put in a solid offer for this player because 
every time I watch him play, he just uh, never fails to amaze me. He he's he's so creative, and he could also do the the work off the ball as well, the technical ability, the physical ability. Like he is a total package within a midfield, and I think any team it, he would be a luxury for any team. So you need you need a hundred million. I understand, but you need a hundred million seen, for one leg. We've seen a lot of teams in Premier League spend that number for oh, players, and um, you True. know for defenders nonetheless, uh, Maguire. So at that point, it's like what about Grealish? Grealish. <laughs> so, w- given that, I think also looking at Atalanta, Antonio has a Grealish. fair point where the team isn't the f- isn't this uh, well-oiled machine that we're so used to seeing. Like the they've been able to win this year, but a lot of the games have been more of a hard-fought fought victory. Their physica- mm. physicality has reigned supreme compared to their. You know, flank play. Let's but they say. didn't even do that, really. That's no, what this game they didn't. Me. This game they didn't. So that's why I'm saying Lazio. I think were just that much better. Could be Atalanta had an off day. Yeah, I think it was but that. Lazio also were playing, man. Yeah, they, yeah. the no, ball they movement. Good. They played good. Atalanta were running around and they couldn't get the ball. Hmm. So last year, I think I had Lazio in the top four team because I, with the best midfielder, immobile, the scores always the leading scorer. This year, I don't think anybody saw this coming because nobody put them, if I'm correct, nobody put no, Lazio in the top four. Everyone yeah. has Roma in the top four yeah. here. So, and now Lazio is a bit. So, and what you said before, it takes time for Sarri to develop, which is tr- true. You know, the short passes, uh, the, the pressure, stay compact, all together, up, and all, the go The triangles. Up. The triangles, that takes time. And maybe now, uh, finally... If they have a mobile or they don't have a mobile, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for them yeah. because, it, you know, the style and the tactics and the way they move, it's always the same. I thought he was going to put Pedro as a first driver before the game, but then. Uh, he said why? Uh, he said why? He yeah, said because um, Pedro needs to be played the ball at his feet, and Philippe Anderson doesn't always need the ball at his feet. He could take it in space. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean. I guess you could call it now uh, Sari Ball. I guess this is what <laughs> Sari is special. This is what Sari was uh, was about. But can he do it for the whole season? Good question. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Did Juventus give up on Sari too quickly? No. Oh wow, that no, was a no, quick no. one. Sari is not for Juventus. Like you said, Sari is for this type of team, which they have to. He's selling something, and they have to buy them. As I don't think the Juventus uh, uh, team was going to buy what he was selling. And so it doesn't work. Right? They believe things two completely different ways. Juventus, it's winning is the only thing that matters. For Sadi, he doesn't care as much about winning. He cares about the how. They also set him up for yeah, failure, but too. You but you also we'll got it would never It would never have worked. So, but it the, never would have worked. But they didn't the thing, set him up properly anyway. The thing is, Juventus got Sadi. Why? Not because you weren't winning. You got Sadi because the fans were upset. That the football, game the kind was of boring and yeah. it was Allegri and everything else. You know, you failed or weren't able to get Guardiola, mm. and you got you know. Uh, it was Plan B. Yeah, the wish plan version, C maybe. <laughs> uh, so, but the guy still won you the scudetto. So, I mean, at that point, yeah. You know, who who did you have better, Pirlo? Exactly. And then even with Pirlo, you gave up on him so quickly. So that's why I say Juventus made a mistake because if you get Sari, he wins the scudetto. Unless you have someone better and you're going to really give the keys to to the project, 
you you should have kept him it's, and given them the players. But it was the players in the locker room that also, also did not like his training sessions. They said that they were bored by them. They were mundane. They didn't understand what he was asking them to do. They didn't want to do those training sessions. And this is the same Juventus that people are upset with right now because the Juventus, unfortunately, they wanted to maintain the players that they had, but maybe they should have little by little started weeding out some of these guys. The best thing that Sadi explained it perfectly. He said that when he was at Juventus, he realized in October that either he was going to play his football oh. and get sacked, play his style and get sacked, or he was going to change his style, win the Scudetto, and still get sacked. Those were the two options that he came across. And him and his team said, let's just at least go win the Scudetto and put our pride aside. It was a marriage that would never work. It was so obvious that the philosophies, the the things that they believe in, even down to like the way that they dress, the suit, what yeah. Juventus wants and stands for, they were never going to work. Just the fact that they wanted to buy into it and wanted to... It's like, you know, you got a, a round uh, hole and you're trying to force a square peg into it. Simply was not going to work. Should Juventus have acted different, then it's a completely different story. But I think Sadi is very happy in a team like yeah. Lazio where he could build and with while breathing at the same time and not having that sort of pressure down his throat. Let's one question for the group. <clears throat> Peter Curto. Where does Sari buy his cigarette buds? <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask that. <laughs> <For the, laughs> Bacchetia. Peter. What do you, what do you yeah. do? <laughs> what are we doing? I have no idea. <laughs> who plays who plays a better style? Okay. Lazio or Napoli? Oof. Aesthetics? I think Lazio. You said who plays a better style. I think yeah, Lazio plays different. a better style. I think Napoli have the individual brilliance. I can say Milan. <laughs> <laughs> but he said you said between the two teams, Lazio yeah. Napoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my transition to talk about Napoli. I would say, I would say, I would say. Don't think so. They're pretty much similar the way they play, <laughs> but uh, I think they're pretty much similar the way they play. No. But I Great see Napoli. Answer. Napoli is got is got the spark that Lazio Lazio is missing. La- Napoli has it all, all over the places. So let's talk about uh, Roma against Napoli. Interesting game where uh, in the first half Roma came out with lots of energy, lots of momentum. The fans and I think the players too. They it almost felt like a final by the way that it, even f- 10 minutes in, Karsdorp is getting the fans to, you know, to throw in. He's screaming to cheer them on. The fans before the, the game outside stopping the bus. So a lot of energy from the Roma side. Constantly pressing, marking their man, going into foul and to make things hard. And I was pretty impressed with Roma's first half. They did not take a shot. They didn't do anything in the attacking phase. But what were they doing? They were trying to limit Napoli finding space and they did that successfully because they could drop those five guys as the defenders and it's extremely difficult for them and you could see Napoli go up against a team that they didn't like to play against they didn't like to get hit the way that they did and I don't think that they've had to face a team like that the problem is in the second half when Roma started to get these yellow cards when the energy started to go down and your only game plan is that is to make things dirty and is to really high press. When that's gone, you sort of don't have anything. 
and the thing about Napoli, which this is the the week that my got my draw was almost dropped that they came away with a win because I thought for sure Roma was going to have to at least tie this game. They found a way to win in a game that they didn't like, and they have now shown us that they can win in the style that they want and in a style that they don't like. Either way, they find somehow they're able to win games and deservedly, in my opinion, for the way that that second half progressed. And in terms of positive football, Napoli won the game. Yeah, Margo, I think I agree with you. I think the biggest talking point for this game is Napoli last year, the years before this, would have came out of this game without a win, with a draw. But they showed me and I think a lot of people showing... Wow, this team, against all odds, they still manage to find a win. They play amazing football, still manage to find a, uh, still manage to get the win, get the three points against a defensive, gritty side like Roma who don't like to concede. And we know how Mourinho plays, especially towards the end of the game if he wants to preserve something and not, uh, and not concede. And another big point is for Osiman and all the haters for Osiman ever since he came back. He played in three games and he scored in all three of them. So a lot of people, there's a lot of people saying, oh, Napoli played better without Osiman, this, that, this, that. But when Osiman comes in, he proved, he showed that from nothing, he ended up scoring a spectacular goal. And Napoli are really showing, and all the people that are saying, oh, wait till January or February when Napoli are going to drop points. I think there's a different side. Spalletti's doing incredible. This team is doing incredible and it's showing everywhere. They're oozing. They're they're probably the most informed team in Europe. They are the m- most informed team in Europe. And the most fun team to watch overall. Well, they are a completely different side from past years because they are now 11 games in a row in all competitions winning. 11 games in a row. This is a streak, and it's tied in their history. For all time. For all time. Yeah. There's only one other Napoli side to do this. They did 12, um, or they could beat it with 12. They could beat it. Uh, so this is different than last year. Let me let me just uh, pick up from Stay on Napoli Mike. though first. Yeah, let's and then we'll go to Roma. Pick up from what Mike was saying. Oh boy. More of a, I will give more credit again to uh, Ozyman for the beautiful goal that he scored, but I will discredit Smalling for uh, the mistake that he made mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, a defender of that caliber, you are in front, you have the momentum, you're in front of Ozyman, you let this guy here come in front of you with the ball still bouncing, you give it the time to this guy here to connect in Colopino, we said in, in Italy. Colopino means the top of the, your shoelace. You just take a bomb like that from the right-hand side and you burn the goalkeeper. Colopino. And this guy here, Colopino is called. Gatano, I explained to him. What is it with the laces Colopino. of your boot? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Colopino. Boom. Nice. I like that we it's teach a little Colo bit. Colo is a neck. Uh-huh. But Colo in this particular case is... Like the neck of a, sh- of a shoe. It's gotcha. just the top of your shoe. So, Understood it. So, it's more to me... A, I will discredit Smalling because a defender of that caliber, you do not make a mistake like that. That's why you highlight more, more the the proofness of this Osiman that this guy never gives up on the play. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. He just gets in front of you. He's a and, ball. and he just takes the shot. And this guy here on the shot, I don't see Smalling not even challenging. Maybe because he he didn't have the he didn't Energy. have the the, the 
the, the speed energy. or yeah. the energy. I think he was shocked that yeah. he even lost the he ball. He was yeah. shocked. I think it was the Everyone shock that he lost. He the couldn't ball. believe that that he, he had been he had been really good this season. To give credit to Smalling, he's I been like he's guys. If you if you combine the two top goal scorers on Roma, sixty percent of Roma's goals have Smalling. come from DiBala and Smalling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, he's a center back. He made a mistake though. Yeah. It was no, for sure a mistake. That's why. No, no, I definitely made a mistake, and you know the the top goal scorer is gonna punish you, right? Oshiman, I think. Um, like people might have complaints about him all oh, not with without him Napoli play better, but I think Oshiman offers something that for Napoli no other player can can give, which is besides his relentlessness, right? Where he's a a, a pest even on the defensive side, he's gonna be running after every ball. He's he's gonna be uh, tracking back and and fighting for every little thing. So that's a very difficult. Uh, type of striker to deal with as a defender. Not only is he super fast, he's very physical, he's hungry. And that's exactly what you want in your number nine. Somebody that's hungry, that's ruthless, that has a nose for a goal. So he can sometimes be a little unpolished, yes, but he definitely offers something that other Napoli players don't have. Uh, as far as the style of play, I agree with Jamarco. Uh, they find ways to win. They have so many interchangeable parts with this Napoli team that can really add to the to how Spalletti wants to to build out his attack. Um, obviously, it all stems from the midfield between that balance of Lobotka and Gisa, but you also have other players that have come into the mix and have added their part as well. Uh, you know, they're they're solid from defense to to attack, and obviously Cavara, we all know the type of player that he is. It was a very tough opponent, Roma, uh, that they really made Napoli have to to kind of outwit them or, or have this physical uh, altercation with this this team that you don't want to deal with. But Napoli still were able to find a way to win the game. And these are, these are the important wins that can lead you to a Scudetto. All I can say is, so far, Napoli have been playing... Great football. It's going to be when they start to not play this great football. How are they able to cope with and how are they still able to win those games when they don't like play? Like this game. Yeah, but I think this game, it's it's kind of expected. But I okay, well, I can accept that. We got but, like a sample size. Yeah, but sort of, I think right? Napoli still were trying to play the game. Just that Roma were, were, mm-hmm. were giving it to them. So a beautiful tactical game by Spalletti, by Mourinho. Spalletti did not let Spinazzola do anything. He did not let Cardoff do anything. They never went down. They never made a cross. Did they try to? And uh, but that's the the game of uh, of Mourinho. You know, counter. He, he, he plays. That's the way he plays. Three, four, two, one. That's 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 the way he goes. He goes down the wings and he crosses the ball. They went. So Spalletti knew that and he stopped them. And they, they, we never saw. We never saw a cross. No shot on target from Roma. Nothing. Not even a, sh- a shot. There was not even a shot the whole game. But I think that he knew that he, he was not. Napoli is a better team. Yeah. Okay. They got better players. He wanted a point from okay. that game. I think he wanted a tie for yeah. this game, and I thought he was gonna get the tie because the uh, uh, energy, the the uh, energy and the um, pressure that he put on those players. I mean, he said, "I'm gonna." Built a cage around Caroscalia. Caroscalia in the first half, every time he touched the ball, There's there was somebody sliding to, 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 whether it was a midfielder anywhere, a midfielder, there was a slide by, I don't know if it was Karsdorf or whatever, 
he slided, he took, the, he took his legs off, he took his, his ball, everything. But the pressure that he put right at, from the beginning, I thought, hey, this guy's going to get a point today. And that's what he was playing for. Mm. So where did it go wrong? Um, Smalling. <laughs> where did it go wrong? That there was this. Uh, I think that if Smalling doesn't make that mistake, it would be a tie. Yeah, it's a draw. I called a one-one. I had one-one from from uh, Mourinho. So are you with? So are, are you with Mourinho where he said after the game that they didn't deserve to lose? Yes, I am. I am. No. No. Uh, so explain that. No, because uh, Napoli played better. Napoli tried. Napoli had shots. Napoli had. Um, more um, occasions to score a goal. Uh, I think that Spalletti wanted to win the game more than Mourinho. Mm -hmm. Okay? You don't take a off. If you want to win the game, you don't take off Abraham. You got to leave Abraham like a, like Spalletti did. He wanted to win the game. He left mm. Osman there. That's a good point. Okay? He wasn't playing good though, Tammy. That doesn't matter. You want to win the game. Abraham, he could resolve even in the last five minutes. That's a great point. He, he could he could win you the game. He's so quiet. If you want to win the game, put two of them. Put but Osman also wasn't that good before. He missed a one-on-one -on -one chance that everyone thought he's going to come out for Raspadori. But I think what you're saying is that he had the courage to leave him in yes. because he knows that he could at one moment. And remember that on the bench, at one point I saw, and they were right there on the sideline, Raspadori. Okay, he was there. Politano was there. Simeone, Simeone was on the bench. I mean, he had players. Yeah, that I him. thought Raspadori was going to play for sure. Me too. After what he's done in the previous game, but he, I think, he wanted to win that game more than Mourinho. To, to me, know what to, the me to me, excuse me, Marco. I think Mourinho had a great game plan. A lot, a very good. Great, I mean, I, I don't like his style of playing, but uh, to stop Napoli, he had a plan, and the plan was just high press, just don't let them turn, just. Physical yeah, game, physical game, and uh, and uh, you know uh, Zaniolo, Zaniolo. If we if we connected a little bit better with this Abraham, we, uh, at some point he had a chance to take a shot, and then he put the ball deeper, and the guy I don't know if it was uh, that Zaniolo or somebody else that couldn't make it. Instead of uh, mm. shooting the ball, he passed the ball too deep. So anyway, aside from that, Napoli didn't have that striking superiority in terms of uh, yeah, the game was more fluid with Napoli. Yes. But Rui Patrizio didn't make spectacular saves. I mean, uh, there were missed chances by uh, Osimhen. And uh, but uh, other than that, I didn't see this big superiority. So a tie for me would have been uh, the, the just result for the game, just for the really? physicality that oh, Roma. I, I really disagree. Just for the physicality that Roma demonstrated and the will to take the game and uh, and put the Napoli under pressure. So the one thing to touch uh, with Osimhen, I give Spalletti so much credit for keeping Osimhen on. Because I think any manager, any of us, were calling for Raspadori to come on in that moment. And that goes down to a good man manager. That goes down to every week knowing your player, when to push and when to pull. And I think he knew that Osimhen, this was a moment where even if he was missing those chances, he knew that he was capable of that and that he needed to be left on. Because to Osimhen's credit, he's the most team player. You never see a guy supporting his teammates like him. You never see a guy chasing down players and believing in every single ball, even when it's out like him so that's why he left him on because he could sense that for me the only way Roma was going to win was a mistake in defense from Juan Jesus or, set or a set piece yeah. that's almost the way that Napoli were able to win with this mistake and Spalletti believed in Osimhen who chases down mistakes to put the ball into the back of the net mm -hmm. from Roma's side listen first half I did like the game plan 
this is the only game plan that they could have played because it, if you try to play with Napoli, you would have got burned. Bye bye. Four yeah. zero. You can't. You would not be able to play if you give them space. Kvada didn't even have a real match, and and they were still able to win. Roma. The thing is, when you don't, when you don't even get a result, and then you play that way, and you come away with nothing. What are you left with? Is my question. Yeah, no, it's true. You you don't you didn't really have a style because if Napoli lose that game off a set piece, right? We could all reflect on it and say, okay, but they found spaces. This player was moving this way. They did the right things defensively. Now when Roma loses game, what is the reflection? Because their only game plan was just to try to stop Napoli. Yeah, no, but it was nearly there. If Smalling just cleared it out, we weren't talking about, oh, Mourinho masterclass, he did it. He knew he didn't have the same amount of players to complete with Napoli, so he did what, what he does best and get a result. So it was more of a one-off thing. You say, wouldn't you say like a team relying on that, on not making a mistake and only just hoping that you have but a perfect match so is close. not good? It was nearly done the match. That's what I'm saying. So it was one small mistake. And Smolin played a fantastic game. He didn't let anything slide. That's why it was such a big thing. I I see what Mourinho tried doing, but Spalletti had more cojones to keep it going and actually looking to win the game. Rather, Mourinho parked the bus trying to stay comfortable, which is understandable. Napoli score, they average like three goals a game. So it's not easy to go up against Napoli. But when you go, when you fight for every ball, when you go for every play, sometimes the luck goes in your favor. And that's what happened with but Napoli. But they couldn't in the second half. For me, Roma, it wasn't the same as the first half. Because the first half, I agreed with that. But in the second half, I didn't see that because they were so intense. And they were so much energy and always pressing. And then they realized that they couldn't even keep that up. But what would you have done? First of all, that's the only game plan that you have. All right? Your job is to stop Napoli from just create. And that's what they try to do. They stop the creativity. They try to block Robotka. They try to drop all the, mm -hmm. the creation, the, the center, the spine of Napoli. And they try to eliminate Kvara uh, out of the game. What was your game? What would you have done different than what Mourinho did? I think Mourinho did a great job. You know how much I don't like him. I mean, I like him personally. I can, get, I can have a beer with him. I can go to dinner and all the stuff. I just don't like, uh, I don't like him, uh, his attitude. But uh, I think Mourinho did a great job. My my okay, so I agree that I agree that I agree that that was the only thing he could do. But then afterwards to come out and say Napoli didn't deserve to win and we didn't deserve to lose for me that's that's kind of crazy. He was just salty. We know this. Um, but but what I'm saying it's it's like if you really look at the style, your game plan was hoping that you don't make a mistake. Yeah, where it's not creating. So to say that Napoli are didn't deserve to win for me Napoli. 100% deserve to win but for the way that they went about the game their attitude the, the the ability to create chances that's how a team wins a game know, but Marco, how can you say that they Marco, don't deserve Marco, to win a style how is that not deserving of winning just, just because, because they were so close and he was annoyed <laughs> just with the because you played it, a better he style <laughs> he was this Look, close of getting a point the tick attack was, was, the, was the, the style of the of the decade or the century the last 20 years at, at some point that style failed to produce results so Playing a great style and not be concrete makes you a little bit wondering. Maybe the style is good to be, is beautiful to look at it, but is that... Okay. Last, last thing, last thing. Uh, a team that, because he says Roma didn't deserve to lose. If you take zero shots on target throughout in 90 minutes, when you're at home in Rome in front of your home fans, you deserve to lose. But he wanted a draw. He didn't say he deserved to win. He just said we didn't deserve to lose. Yeah, His game plan was a tie, and he when you, almost when got you go, it. When you go out to play for a tie, guess no, what happens no, I get oftentimes? That, but that's what he lose. wanted, though. That, you know what you say? No, so I that's agree, what I see I, that I point. Agree, I agree. Uh, I agree with the last remark that you made. You, know, mm. you, you can uh, 
you had zero shot on goal. They're playing at home. Zero shots, guys, at playing home. Playing at home. I, guys, I that's agree. not... That's, I that's not saying it's acceptable. The great plan bro. was to tie this game. Yeah, 100%. That's and obvious. Then, and then, if, if by your luck, you get a penalty, you get a, you know, like a free kick Except from outside, Pellegrini yeah. can bring it in, and that's it. Pete, sorry, you two. Why why are these big names not, not showing up then? That brings... that Like, Zaniolo, Pellegrini, Tammy Abraham. There's a lot of big players that... They're not able to create these chances to, to even have a shot. Well, uh, well, they played against a great team, so that's that's number one. Also, Zaniolo is playing as a forward. To me, the kid, I mean, he's got so much potential. He's got power. He's got the shot. He's got, but he doesn't finish. He doesn't score a goal. He tried. He scored. He tried the left shot. He's a beautiful yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, it went that's over that's the crossbar. He was in front of the goal. Yeah, he can't yeah. finish it. I know. It's true. The, the, the kid is good, potential, uh, physical. The physical ability, when he takes off down the line, you can't stop him, but he cannot finish. So you got to look at there. You have Bellotti, who has another oh, forward. I don't, know, I don't think Bellotti is the player <laughs> that, guy that, that can play in this level. <laughs> you're, missing, you're missing the best player, which is the baller. I mean, mm. I think that this, this team, without the, the creativity of the baller in the middle, toothless, there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you need you need another another forward and you need a big time and last night I was dreaming and I was <laughs> thinking, why don't you get um, Ronaldo yeah. for Roma? Yeah, for Portugal. Roma. Portugal. Will you take that headache in your locker room? Yes. There we go. I would take it. No. Um, oh God! Mourinho, Ronaldo. <laughs> you are one of those, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> one of what? Field. The man <laughs> in Manchester, you, he walked out. Before the I saw over. that. That's why I think, uh, oh, what is this? No, this, you do not. Ryan? Ryan will give him up. He's yeah, done. Ryan doesn't, Ryan doesn't with, like uh, him Ronaldo. anymore. That's it, that's Ryan, well, Ryan explains those kind of fans very, he's the, he's the type of fan that he loves you to the end of the earth Ooh, until gross. you do something wrong. Then oh, when he's on your bad list, he hates that's you. A, you can never that's come Ryan. back on <laughs> the, the fans in Manchester, they're, they're done with him. They're done with him. They're not, and they're he, he can't even argue about Champions League. He can't argue about Champions League because it's not like he's playing Champions League at all. Manchester United. Hey, why don't you pick him up? With what money? We want money. It's gonna be for free. Don't worry. I know somebody. Yeah, at this point, Man United better should just loan him out for the six months just to get him out of the locker room. Yeah, um, Manchester United will pay some of the salary. So you take him at Roma. That's who you want. That'd be amazing. That's who you want. That'd be amazing. Who would want him? You know Mourinho. He will make the difference. Napoli. Catano, make a phone call to Mourinho. You said who would want him? You met Mourinho. What? You met Mourinho, make him a phone call. Well, they know him, but I mean, they, yeah, they're friends, I mean, right? Portuguese connection. Mourinho and uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. They were Real Madrid together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if... They, they won a couple of championships, but I don't think they won the championship. They won La Liga for sure against yeah. that Barcelona side. Because yeah. I remember it was like a crazy battle no, between no them. Champion. No, no champions. champions League. No, they won the, the Liga. Mm. Uh, Maybe okay. it's time for Roma. We'll see. Uh, what else we got to talk about? Juventus, uh, they won. Rabiot scored two goals. Wow. You know what's so crazy? Rabiot scored six goals in his <clears throat> first three years at Juventus. He scored four goals already this season. He wants a contract. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's what they said. It's true. Yeah. Also, we have a, we also made an interesting stat for, the, um, for all the Napoli doubters too. So this statistic was points versus the big seven clubs. So all the teams, when they face the top seven teams... Uh, out of nine points, Napoli won all of them, so nine out of nine. Milan, out of twelve points, they got seven points. 
Lazio out of nine points, they got six points. Atalanta out of nine points, four points. Roma out of 12 points, four points. Juventus out of six points, one point. And Inter out of nine points, zero points. Oh, wow. Anyone have anything about Juventus? Wow. That's wow, a big, wow. that's a big. I know Juventus is still, it's a project, it's a project in uh, in constant evol- uh, evolution because, uh, you know, you don't know at, at any time who's going to show up on the field, whether it's case a week this week or it's going to be a next week or whether uh, Milik is going to play or whether somebody else is going to play. Right now, Juventus has been a plug-in machine, okay? We don't have those three today. Let's put those three. This one here, next week, we're going to try this guy on this position. So, hopefully now this week, you're going to have Kiesa, right? Kiesa, I think, is part of the group. Didn't he? Didn't he? Oh, not yet. Okay, see? You read the paper, you hear something. You 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 talk to Peter, you hear something else. So <laughs> you just make it so Kiesa, right, right, all right. So, so Kiesa, what they they were hoping to have him for tomorrow yeah. for the match against Benfica. That's what I thought. They thought he was. They were gonna have him for Empoli. Not worth to rush him. They did play a game uh, the following day. It was a Saturday uh, against I think the youth team. He scored two goals in forty five minutes. Kiesa just to get running. Mm-hmm. They said that he looks good, but they don't want to rush him uh, to do anything before he's capable. So again, he trained with the team yesterday, but he's not going to be uh, in fit to play against Benfica. He's not even called up to the match. For Juventus, the thing that I would say is, I think the only real takeaway that I have is that the team looks like they've united themselves in terms of the players. I think that I really don't believe that they love Allegri, all of them. I do think it was a divided locker room, but I think they've all come together and said, guys, listen, forget about whether we agree with him, whether we like his training sessions. Mm We need to all be together because the results that we're doing right now are not acceptable. Put bygone, let bygones be bygones, come together. And I think you're seeing a team that is putting those pieces together. But let's not forget, they played against a Torino, who Torino, like I said then, they would not score a goal if they played that game another three times with the players on the pitch. And they played an Empoli side that Empoli is, since Zanetti came, I don't like how Empoli plays. Completely different than them last year. So, don't get too excited that Juventus is back after just winning two games like this because we also saw the same thing when they won 3-0 against Monza and then they beat Maccabi Haifa and then we know how things proceeded. The only good thing I could say is that on the horizon, the positivity is there in terms of by the time November 6th, the hope is that against Inter, they'll have everybody back. Chiesa, Pogba, Bremer, and Di Maria. Hmm. Then you could see and you could judge the real team, get into this break, this World Cup break, with as little damage as possible. They should wait till after the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, I, I, keep, I keep waiting, I keep waiting about uh, you know, the week go by and then you play for 10 minutes, 15, and then they break down again. Yeah. Mm, talking mm. about Juventus, last night I was watching LA Galaxy against uh, LAFC, and there were three Juventus players. Douglas Costa, Cáceres, and Chiellini. I, I just found out that Casares played at LA then, Galaxy or LA, yeah, LA Galaxy. Galaxy. Then yeah, yeah. Uh, Juventus got to send a couple more players to LA Galaxy now <laughs> the way they've been playing. Well, they got eliminated. Kellini <laughs> only played the in the final, yeah, right? He played man. the last five minutes. How come? Uh, I, I don't know. Do you know uh, P? Yeah, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know P? Do you know? No. No. What else is there to know? Is he not fit? They were going back and Stupid. forth. No, he's fit, but they, are, they have the other defenders right now, so. Physically, but when, really? it, when it came down to the new you know, oh, yeah, Kellini. I, I, I always Chiellini say Kellini. Yeah, Anto's a huge fan. Of there was a video <laughs> that went out like a couple weeks ago. They were fighting, LAFC were fighting, and Kellini was stopping the fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
The guy's yeah. changed. Yeah, That's it's a maturity. It's a fire stopper. A fight stopper. Sorry. It's a fire stopper. A firefighter? <laughs> yeah, fire stopper. Fight stopper. Right? That's what, what? you say. You stop it to the fight. Fight stopper? Oh, yeah, fight, fight stopper. stopper. A fight stopper. Okay, gotcha. Fire. Uh, there was also one more thing. The list of highest paid managers came out. Oh I just, boy. I'm going to mm. read them and mm. then you guys tell me who's the most overpaid manager. Allegri. <laughs> Allegri, 7 million. Mourinho, 7 million. Inzaghi, 5.5. Pioli, 4 million. Sadi, 3 million. Spalletti, 3 million. Gasperini, 2.2. Tiago Motta, 2 million. Juric, 2. Italiano, 1.7. Chofi, 1. Dionisi, 850K. Nicola, 800. Stankovic, 700. Zanetti, 600. Gotti, 500. Baroni, 450K. Sotil, 300. Paladino, 200. Alvini was not disclosed. Jeez. Which Sotil is the highest, highest paid and the most underpaid. Allegri, most overpaid. Overpaid. And he doesn't even pay for his girlfriend's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Allegri. I knew that was coming. Hello, I knew that was coming. <laughs> too much money, That's too crazy. much money. Right, it's Allegri. Yeah. You don't even have to. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> even Allegri agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Underpaid. Underpaid. Uh, I would right, say. Uh, uh, no, l'allenatore dell'Udinese. Sotil. Three hundred k. It's still early. 300k well, for Sotil. How much is in 10 plays? Yeah, I agree with you, Gaetano. 800k. How much? 800? Uh, wait, sorry. Who do we say? Yeah, Nicola. 800, yeah. yeah. Sotil, 300,000, man. Take some of the salary from Allegri and give it to him. Yeah. Ah, take <laughs> more than half of it. Yeah. Oh, if Paladino saves Monza, 200,000 is a fair price. Oh, God. That's a really good price. Pioli, I thought he would be higher by now. Only 4 no, million. I, 4 million for him is too much money. Spalletti needs an increase immediately. Also, Tiago Motta, he just took over. How's he getting 2 million? Yeah. He has a demand. Did you see Aston Villa? <laughs> they got, um, what's a, what's a um, coach from Villarreal's name? He coached uh, Arsenal. Uh, Emery, right? Emery. You know how much he's getting a year? Take a guess. 11. 11. Aston Villa. <laughs> 6. <laughs> 7 million. That's wow. a lot of money. A, a team like Aston Villa. That's crazy. Wow. England. Every, every team makes 100 million They're just on TV rights. It's crazy. Uh, wow. Anything else? Is that it? Uh, what do you say, Mike? I'll give one final one for Anto. Last season, Abraham Diaz scored a total of three goals. This season, he already has four. Congratulations, so Anto. Get comfortable on that bench, Baiza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what he said the other day? I said, Anto, don't say He's going to sit on the bat. No, he said, don't I look like Abraham Diaz? He said it. He, he looks like Brian Diaz. Yeah. I never said that. I think Mike wishes he looked like Brian Diaz. I never I said you might look a little bit that? like him, but you don't know how to play. That's I the problem. I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Why would I say I look like Brian Diaz? Hey, uh, uh, Nick, Nick. Oh, we got Mr. Molinari behind Hey, Molinari. Molinari he didn't said say it. He's on the record. He I said that. I never said that. Why are you lying? <laughs> also, guys, comment down below. We're going to do our Halloween episode next week. Oh, we think that we're going to do Legends. Legends, Serie A Legends history of the league mm. it could be current guys too if you really want to you want to do a current player that's made well history? ask them let's do a poll maybe exactly we'll have them do Little a Pete. poll like no, i mean go poll or paul no poll <laughs> yeah maybe we'll ask them to leave comments what should antonio be oh, what should that's Peter a good be? one that's a good and one and then we'll do a poll we're like the top four or whatever it is. And we'll go we'll do a poll on a story, and then we have to. Yeah, Pete, you're good at this. Can huh? I, I let let me give a little hint as to what we're thinking already? We were saying Mike 
to be Cassano. I still don't understand. <laughs> like, I, like, I thought I was like, what? Because Mike understands Cassano really well, and he's going to yeah. wind Antonio up. I, I can do Cassano that. Being, Mike being Cassano will piss Antonio off so much. <laughs> Antonio was thinking, who are you going to be? Agnelli or Allegri? Allegri. Allegri. No, Agnelli. I'm Agnelli. You're Agnelli. To redo our, our little our little uh, shtick if that I'm we Cassano, had going on. I'm going to have a jar with my brain on it. Next <laughs> Peter, who are you gonna be? I don't know. Who should I be? I thought you had somebody in mind. Somebody funny. Someone funny? I thought you did. And that you can't be Sadi again. (laughs) We already made that decision. You tried to be Sadi like seven years in a row. Let him be Mourinho this time. Yeah, Mourinho. He takes notes too. I saw him. (laughs) I saw Mourinho taking notes. Capello, Capello. Mourinho's Morales. You gotta be somebody that's a character. Yeah. You got it. You got it. That's the rules, guys. It has to be somebody who we could actually act as and like have some fun with. That's the biggest rule, I think. We should do a little uh, homework, a little homework, a little bet. Mm-hmm. You know, if you lose, you got to pay everyone's uh, steak, steakhouse. We're asking the people. Yeah, well, yes. the Let us know next week. Yeah. Guys, as always, thank you for watching. Like, subscribe. We'll see you soon. Ciao, ciao. ciao guys.